most important thing for women talk instruction is having more women and more minorities in our fields. Women are supporting women and lifting each other up and building each other up and building a community, especially in construction, including all people of all demographics in all non-traditional careers and them knowing how awesome our jobs are. Yes. I love that. As a minority and a product of an amazing woman, mom, thank you, mom, for listening. Thank you. I love women talk construction. We have five generations working in construction right now. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a conference and the opening keynote speaker, this was the AGC Bill California Construct Conference. He took us through this like five generations in construction that he called, you know, the traditional, the boomers, the Gen X, the millennials, and the Gen Z. And he showed how do people like to communicate? What's the Mm -hmm. style of communication? They're all different. Gen Z and millennials are a little similar, but Mm -hmm. the nuances are unique enough. And then he talked about that preferences for feedback, like traditional people, you know, people that are older than the boomers, like my parents were boomers. So it'd be Mm -hmm. like my grandparents, their parents, they only need to be told what to do one time, one time, one time. Like you could tell a traditional, a generation person one time what to do. And 30 years later, they've nailed it. You don't have to ever tell them a second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boomers, he, he was telling us in this keynote, like you have to tell them at least once a year, <laughs> really? once a year, that's all they need. But millennials need it weekly. Gen X. Wow. Yeah. Gen X, Gen X is between those two extremes and Gen Z needs it daily. Really? Tell Gen Z daily. Why are daily. we doing this? And then give them feedback daily. You know, we recently did a, a summit where we actually had all those generations together uh, the department of commerce wanted to do something to collect information. And I thought it was so cool because I feel like it's one thing to have someone telling you that on a stage, but it's another thing to watch your peers. Cause I literally watched some of my work peers in a different generation hear what those Gen Zers or the younger generation was saying. And I think they actually totally got it then. Mm. It, it like he, yeah. it when yes, the light bulb went off that said, Oh, I need to be communicating more. Oh, I need to do commu- mm-hmm. um, performance appraisals more regularly. Yeah. And they don't need to be elaborate, but they need to oh. be something um, to show that they're, you know, they're, you know, making a contribution. Yeah. Right. And value. Yeah. So I don't know. That might even be one step further. Is that what, you know, people sh- maybe should have summits and have people connect on a different mm-hmm. level? It's yeah. totally worth doing. Welcome to the EBFC Show, the easier, better for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple, collaborative ecosystem system. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool 
on the market for the last time. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach RefundMySite takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. Register today to try RefineMySite for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute. LCI is working to lead the building industry in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now, to the show. Welcome to the show, Angela and Christy. Angela and Christy, you are both the amazing co-hosts of Women Talk Instruction, and you've had all kinds of roles within the supply chain of this glorious industry we call the construction industry. Ladies and gentlemen, check the show notes for their longer bios and how to connect with them. Definitely follow them on social media, and you've got to get after Women Talk Instruction. As Christy and Angela told me, as the show was getting started, it's all about exchanging ideas and elevating the voices of women and minorities and all kinds of people, people of all kinds, I think is what Christy said. Angela, what do people need to know about Women Talk Instruction? And specifically, what are some surprises you have had being the co-host of an amazing podcast? Well, first, thank you for having us on. Oh, you're amazing. Um, You know, the things that we have discovered are the things that usually our audience doesn't see. And that's the connections that are made afterwards from our women to our men. The insightfulness that Christy and I hear from these individuals that we weren't even aware of beforehand. Um, and just so much that happens behind the scenes after the podcast is aired. And then, of course, we have to always talk about our forum that we've created there, too, for our you know, followers to connect with us even further and to connect with each other. So, and I'll let yes. Christy share more, but I don't want to steal all the thunder. No, you're not stealing thunder. Keep going. You're doing well. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Christy, I this, think, Christy, this I, is the time where she wants you to interrupt. So I, think, yeah. I think that um, we've really enjoyed being able to uplift women who are in our industry. Um, when I joined uh, a couple of two and a half years ago, I joined the construction industry as a female. And I say that because I spent 27 years boots on the ground and pretended like I wasn't a female for all that time. And it was something that I really had to embrace when I took this role on. And when I realized how many other women out there were killing it, in these non-traditional careers, I really wanted to emphasize their stories and their amazingness and just make sure that the world knew who they were. The, the conversations you have, they're so every day, but I think a lot of people, when they're so busy at work, like they don't take the time to have these type of dialogues. And I, I think your show is a great example for how to engage in people like our industry. I heard a statistic recently at a conference that in places like Canada, they have more women in construction. And when I say more, it's like abysmally, barely more. It's like 15%. Yes. Yeah. In the United States, depending on the statistics you look at, like I, th- I think I remember seeing some statistics from NAWIC saying that women represent something like between five to 9% 
of uh, roles in the United States. But if you look at like leadership roles, those numbers go down, like exponentially mm-hmm. down. Way so down. you don't come in across to a lot of women in the construction field, especially in the trades. I remember starting out in the early 2000s as an intern on a job. And then we had a crew of Masons. And in that crew of Masons, we had one woman. And it was like, stop the job. Everybody had to go see this. Like, it was like impossible, <laughs> right? It was, I mean, it's that. There's a woman here, really? It was, it was like that obnoxious. What does she, she look was, like? And she was amazing. She was like super strong, like way stronger than I was. Like I was a, an engineering student, you know, didn't see the light of day. And then here, here she was. I mean, she could definitely like pick me up and throw me across the site. Like no doubt, <laughs> super strong, very capable, very savvy, very intelligent, talented. And like those type of women that I've seen across uh, the industry in different roles are all come across that way. And I'm just thinking like, but they're people, right? But right. for a lot of people, because they're not used to, they can, you can be a man on a constr- in construction and have like a 10 year stretch where you never have a woman on your team. You know, there, that still yes. happens in parts of the world. Yes, and as we do, we yeah. get into more, when you get into the design professionals, you start to see way more uh, like almost a good split in the design community, but in the construction community, the numbers, like mm-hmm. we said, they're somewhere between five to less than 10% in the U S and I'm not sure about other countries outside of Canada where they share their, their stat of 15%. So I think it's super critical for people listening, like go check out Women Talk Construction. You've got to hear so that you can better relate and be ready to have real conversations with people like Christy and Angela that show up as people on your site. So I want to thank you both for the work you're doing on that topic. And I want to ask you, it looks like the two of you get engaged in a lot of mentoring and uh, you do a lot of industry events. I do a lot of events. I love engaging with people. What are some of the types of events that you've been at together for Women Talk Instruction or in your company is representing, you know, either one of your firms? And like, what are some of the things that people ask you about the work that you do? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, Christy. Well, okay. I'm Christy. usually the one that talks too much. And today I'm a little quieter. I just got back from Chicago, Illinois. Hey, and we- me too. We celebrated. You did. That's cool. Yeah, it was, I was a cool I was just, town. I was just in Midway. So, I mean, it doesn't technically count. Okay. I was just well, I was back. downtown Chicago okay, and yeah, I was impressed because I hadn't been there in 33 years since my daughter was a year old, my oldest daughter. And um, so it was really cool. We had the HBS top women in hardware, hardware and building supplies um, awards. And I was fortunate enough to be one of those women. And um, uh, we had a rising star from 84 Lumber there as well, Malin Laplace. She actually won an award as well, but it was really, um, it was a really good event. Uh, There were a lot of women in that room, which honestly, when I got the opportunity to do the the morning remarks at breakfast, the first thing I thought of was look around this room. That's we awesome. are looking at history right here. I get mm-hmm. goosebumps thinking about it. The <laughs> fact that we're all in this room and there's so many of us and the wisdom in this room, and then also the rising stars in this room, you know, these girls that are in their twenties, um, I, I got to be on a panel. I was the moderator and, uh, and, and the panel were 20 year old women. Uh, two of them were in their twenties. They were rising star. And the other one looked like she was a little bit older, but she was new in the industry and to see the leaps and bounds that they're making in our industry is so exciting. I didn't see that for 25 years. 
So it was really cool to see, okay, so yeah, I'm doing something now. Right. But right. these girls are doing it in their twenties and I'm so proud of them. And that's what was so exciting for me at that last event. So I thought that'd be a good point to share here. That's amazing. And like, and besides just that cool ambiance of being in that type of big room, big <gasps> group, like, I know there's nothing that can like awesome. second that type of feeling. Mm -mm. What's something Not with cool that many that women in the room, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, Krista, you are moderating. You got to share a nugget. What's one nugget from that panel from those people doing cool stuff in construction that you can share? Well, one of the girls that I um, actually got to interview, she is a family. She's part of Hammond Lumber Company, and she is um, the people development director. I'm not sure exactly of her title, but the fact that she has she's so young. She's got so much energy. She's literally changed the culture of her company in just a few months. Oh, right. Yay, her. Yeah. Yes. yes. Super excited. And Way every one of those women, one of the women um, was a rising star. She works from a tree. She's a minority. Um, and she just applied for the job. She kind of fell into it. So now she's selling and designing um, with trim and hard, you know, hardware and um, inter interior design type of things. And just to hear her fall in love with it and to work for a company like Matri, who allows her to be a voice for minorities in her company was mm -hmm. just mind blowing to me. And the other one, they all wear superhero capes. That's what I said. <laughs> you all have superhero capes. And the other one, um, she was the one that's a little bit older that just recently got in the industry. She is a superhero because she serves others. She's a servant leader. She's a servant salesperson. She doesn't sell being salesy. She sells by being herself, being creative, being, I love that. being a value <laughs> add. And of course, that's my heart. You know, that's how I'm training my staff. So um, anyway, those are my nuggets. I love that, Christine. I saw that on your LinkedIn profile. I was, I was checking out your bio and uh, that jumped out at me. And you're about me. You, you talk about servant leadership. That's one of the things that you know, we were talking about before the show with Angela in scrum, like the scrum master is the servant leader to the group. So we all have that, that servant's heart or mm -hmm. that servant spirit to be at work for the benefit of other people. Right. That's how we elevate others. And we get all the cool side effects. Like we get all that serotonin drip and dopamine True. hits when we get to help people. So like, we'd love to do it. And if mm -hmm. people you're listening, like get in touch with Christy and Angela and, and myself, feel, feel free to reach out to us and ask us for questions or concerns are going to bounce ideas off of us. Or if you want to get on the women talk construction podcast and be a guest on their show, please, if you're listening, just DM them. Like Angela knows that's the best way to get me. It's on LinkedIn. <laughs> like don't, yes. don't email me. Don't text me. Yeah. Just slide into my DMS and like there you'll get, we'll, we'll connect. We'll make it happen. That's How about you, Angela? What's something cool at uh, these different outreach events that you've done either for your company or as women, and, you know, as the co-host of women talk construction. <laughs> that's been cool for you recently. Well, you know, I am so lucky because I get to work for a company that believes in this and supports me. And there are so many wonderful things that I get to do out in the community. And that would be, you know, of course, Women Talk Construction. But um, before I found that, I found Women Construction Forum, which is just a group of women in the construction industry that get together. And we actually met yesterday for lunch. Um, we meet once a month. And just the energy with these women, because 
all these women really they're um they work on job sites and so right. they're usually in you know situations where they're definitely in male po- populated scenarios um and just to hear them each supporting each other mm-hmm. and giving back and then we all like the same group goes into the career centers, which is the high school students. We go into technical colleges, we go into the universities and we talk to them and share our stories and, and help and guide them. And every scenario is different and every scenario is wonderful. And that's too what Christy and I can bring to this. And that's kind of why we saw a need for this because we, there were so many stories that we mm-hmm. kept hearing that were absolutely wonderful and needed to be shared. And we knew there were a lot more out there. Now, of course, Christy hears a lot more to those, but you know, I've always, I've always loved hearing someone's story, whether they're an entrepreneur or, you know, they are passionate about giving back and being an advocate. So for me, this was just natural. <laughs> perfect amen i love that one so if it wasn't for angela on linkedin actually i wouldn't have taken this job two and a half years oh that's not true it is true (laughs) and i felt like i wasn't on on an island all by myself until i met those ladies at women construction forum i felt like we had to amplify what we were doing because for the first time in my life i felt like i could be me I didn't have to be somebody else to try to get my job done or to fit in or whatever. I had a group of women who did the same thing I did, understood what I understand in the way that a girl understands things. And it just gave me a confidence I've never had before in my life. So Women Construction Forum was great for that. And and that's why the podcast is so important to us is because we want all those women in the world to feel the same way. Yes. Absolutely. I love that, Christy. That's so so amazing. So so Angela, you're the mastermind behind the this women forum that you got Christy to come out. Well, of no, show. I'm not the mastermind behind the forum. She is. Her and Rachel too. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Thank the you. forum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, forum. it's all of us that are, yes. I feel like, right? Yeah, it's it is. Me. It takes all of us to be able to make an impact. I really, yeah. I don't ever like to take full credit for anything because it's either. not never, but it's a team. Yeah, it's a team. It is. Yeah, it is that's, a team. I think that's very amazing. much like, early in my career. Like when I first uh, started as an intern, my very first job, it was all men, hundred percent. And then my second internship, I got to work for um, a bigger project team, and one of the engineers on the team was a woman. And then from that job, like the next probably handful of projects, I was working for women. I remember going to. How did company. you feel about that? It was just normal because I didn't know any better. So like okay. for me, it's just like, it was like one job, all men didn't think anything of it. The next job I had a woman as my mentor and my boss. And then every job for like the next handful of projects, I had a woman, you know, either as the project manager or in a mentorship role for me. And then I didn't, and then there was like a stretch where it went back to like some more men, but I remember going to a, a company event after having worked for a couple of different women on, on two or three different projects. And I looked out into the audience of the company and I saw like just a sea of dudes. And I thought like, I was like, what is going on here? I was like, what is this? Like, am I on all the super special, unique jobs? Like, and I remember talking about this with one of my mentors and she's just like, yeah, there's barely any of us you know, in this industry. Like it's almost all men. And I was just like, what? But I've been on like all these jobs with women. And I remember I was catching up with my old boss at the AGC conference in California. 
and she was telling me like, you know, how things are slowly starting to change. And we were both like super excited about these younger generations coming in because they're just making this change happen exponentially faster. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're like, I'm super excited. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't have those fortunate, you know, chances to work with different people, but it is a different experience having a woman as a, a mentor and a boss, you know, versus, you know, like the more typical stereotypical traditional type of, you know, male dominated positions and roles. Like I'm so lucky now, even at the bulk company, we have a woman that's running our Chicago office in Mel and Mel is an incredibly talented individual, even today, like the, the diversity in some of the major cities, like in California, it's a lot different than even right. like a, a bigger city, like in the South, like there is something about, there's something about having sunshine on you almost 365 mm-hmm. days a year. There is a lot to say about that. <laughs> and I have sunshine on it. We have sunshine on us. I know because everyone always complains like I'm an AGC ambassador so like I go to colleges and high schools and talk about the trades and careers in the trades as well as professional careers in construction it's one of my favorite things to volunteer with and uh, the teachers will always tell me like the kids don't really engage Hmm. I was like "Eh, wrong. The Watch kids it. do engage. You have to engage with them. Great idea. You know, it we is. had the same thing happen to us too. When we, we went into a career center, we met with the um, teachers first and they were saying, now you have to do it this way to get the females to talk to you, the students. And they all like, we could have been there forever. They yeah. all yeah, engaged. They were asking us questions and questions that yeah. even the counselors weren't, you know, didn't have the knowledge to tell them like, mm-hmm what engineering classes should I take when I become a freshman at this school? And, and I'm already overloaded. Yeah. Where should I do it? Yeah. Um, so many, and it sounds like you experienced the exact same thing. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never had a problem with engagement, even high school students. Like I've done some of the sessions we did during the pandemic with just like a team's call. And it's, so it's like, it's 35 screens of like just their, (laughs) initials like the <laughs> yes. kids the kids are like never turn on their cameras right and I was like we'll see about that <laughs> so like, I love so, it yeah I've you got to give a, us some tips I've got a yeah I would love that, I that. Use, like for the for the kids and sometimes I just have analog sound effects so, like I even have like a little a little bell that I'll hit <laughs> you, know, you got to bring like the bell to to encourage good stuff and for these blue yeti mics and we all have blue yeti mics which oh, are cool. just so velvety the smooth okay. the yes, I, the bomb. I was like i love these yeah. especially that we're all if you're listening on headphones this is the way to consume <laughs> this episode good. yeah right, this is the way shout outs to michael and anybody yeah. out there that does any kind of creative work because yeah we love the creative work you know that like 60 to 80 percent of all communication is nonverbal, right yeah. And so I'm more, I'm more watching you to understand you than hearing you. Mm-hmm. That's my way. It's one of my secret ways to connect to people. That's your secret weapon. Yeah. People <laughs> make eye contact. It's you'll learn so much more. You do. That's so true. Yeah. So now oh, it's like, yeah. it's perfect. Like you're okay. Looks I'm perfect. Amazing. You're perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> Remember that. Like, let's, let's get that, that. That's another clip on TikTok. Christy, you're perfect. Okay. I like that. You just accept. Okay. She's like, I'm not sure. No, I'm sure you're perfect. <laughs> okay. Angela, I'm perfect. Oh, I think that's, I think that's going to blow up on TikTok. Yeah, right Angela, there. We're going to reserve your, your comments of perfection spectrum for later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, this is how you make clips. This, this, these are like the clips. It's so easy. 
interrupt each other if you have to. I love when people interrupt each other. It makes the show more juicy. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So see, Angela doesn't like to interrupt, and I'm the pro at interrupting, yes. and I'm trying to be better at not interrupting. No, well, no, just interrupt. Let okay. it be real. Let it be okay. a real combo. Is isn't that your like first chapter in your book? It might be. Right. <laughs> or, I mean, not first chapter, first section. Yeah. I taught. I, I looked at that too about your um. Your construction scrum book too. Yeah, I'd love. You're an that. author, a podcast host. That's right, CEO and host of the podcast show. They, as I was saying, like entrepreneur, the easier, better for construction podcast. I love, I love doing the show. It was a, uh, you know, the book and the show were both for me, like just great therapeutic outlets when the pandemic mm. hit because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't speak anymore. I'm, I'm used to speaking. I do public speaking like every single month, like and it's, still, it's the case now, like I travel and either if it's for work or just for speaking engagements, like at the AGC construct, I was invited mm -hmm. to do a, a keynote speech on, on scrum for young professionals, like college students, as well as like professionals in the design construction industry. Mostly it was general contractors, occasionally some architects and designers will sneak into my sessions. It's totally cool. And as Angela knows, you know, having oh, yeah, researched in the book, good. like I've got examples of you know, architects and engineers. I gotta and get your book now. Yeah, you gotta get it. And we've worked with, uh, you know, engineering companies to like double their size using Scrum to help them scale up successfully. Because uh, a lot of people can grow, but can you grow and sustain growth? So using that framework with those built-in feedback loops has been super powerful. And I just love, love, love Scrum so much. Like I, I love Scrum so much. I might even I, like. I want to learn so much more about snap it. Snap a heart right onto the screen. That's how much I love Scrum. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And I just, I'm trying to find time. I told Adam the other day that I wanted him to teach me more. So yeah. oh, I was he's more in the Adam. lean side, but. Adam and I are partnered together right now. And we've created a Scrum. I can't imagine a scrum for Clemson students. Oh, wow. Like nice. Just, we just did it yesterday. So hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and Adam wow. said, Yay. he's like, let's make this available on YouTube. I so agree. That the students can access it. And then we're going to share it too. So that professionals can see like, this is oh, how I can't wait to see it. it's being taught in school. And yeah, I was speaking like last night at San Jose State University, the AGC student chapter at San Jose State said, you've got to come and do what's called a showcase where you showcase mm -hmm. your company and they said, and if you'd be so kind, please also teach us Scrum. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I love I was like, it. Yeah. The fact like, that they want it is awesome, right? Like, yeah. that's a big change. Oh, my favorite yeah. part too was the Professor Henry last night, and he commented too on their post and like thanked me. I was like, my favorite part was at the end after two hours. So it's only supposed to be an hour and a half class, but we went over two hours. Cause the Q and a was just like so rich that like we really could have gone until like midnight. We really enjoyed the conversations that we're having with Felipe, but that one of the first questions I want to ask you, because some of our listeners and even Angela and I have a lot to learn. What does scrum mean? <laughs> All right. I love this question. So I get, I just, just get this asked at least once a week. So scrum is, it comes from the game of rugby. And so it's not an acronym but it, it stands for a play in the game of rugby when the ball gets put back in play two opposing teams, similar to American football. Uh, but with, I think it's way more violent and, and aggressive and, and there's way less padding and protection. There are no helmets either, but they have like a, like imagine overinflated football. They'll roll the ball into play when they restart plays after, you know, it's just very similar to American football. 
but the teams will get into opposing diamond formations or triangles and the players all interlock and they have one singular goal, move the ball forward to score. And so there are two researchers, Nanaka and Tagayuchi, and they were studying Japanese company. I always tell people Nanaka is like the Michael Jordan of research in Japan. Like everybody knows him. <laughs> and cool. uh, my, my mentor and hero, Dr. Jeff Sutherland, the co-creator of Scrum that named, he named this management framework after this article written by Nanaka and Tagayuchi in Harvard Business Review called The New New Product Development Game. And I did not stutter. The word new shows up twice. And they were the looking at companies, new. the new new product development game. They were hmm. looking at companies in Japan that had, they were outliers. They were like just crazy, radically successful. And the researchers said, the only place we've ever seen this type of alignment anywhere in the world is in the game of rugby. And so they, they called out Scrum specifically in the article. And Dr. Jeff Sutherland, he's a avid reader. He like voracious reader, constantly researching. And he saw this article and he said, that's it. That's what I'm going to call my system. And then he named his system Scrum after that play in rugby because it embodies the spirit of the game and the alignment that people have when they work with one singular goal in mind to achieve something. And that's where it gets its name. And so that, but Scrum itself is a framework for people to solve complex adaptive problems. So any, anyone listening, if you're on a team of more than seven people, congratulations. You are very likely dancing on complexity because mm -hmm. you have so many communication channels and, and just there's so many variables happening on your project or in, in this team that you're working in that complexity is, is there. And complexity right. means like it's just a simple English, uh, an input that you do or an action you take does not have a predictable result. Mm -hmm. So like in, in construction projects, for example, everything we do, right? Everything we do. When projects get a little bit behind schedule, what's the first thing a general contractor tells the trade partners to do when they're behind schedule? Work overtime. Work overtime. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, Christy just coming <laughs> in with the, with the zinger. They always say work overtime. Working overtime, we know from publications like from RS Means and multiple different productivity reviews, we know that if you work overtime, listen up contractors, for more than two weeks, your productivity and throughput actually diminishes. And By a large percentage. Large percentage. So if, if you're a business owner and you have a company or That's you're one of your good. projects, yeah, you're losing money. You're starting to set money on fire. Even if you're getting reimbursed, your throughput is less than your estimate guaranteed after two weeks overtime. Overtime is not the answer. Right. But a lot of people will do that. And they think that that's going to make things better. It's going to speed us up. I can't tell you how many projects I've been on where people hit that overtime button and hit it for a year and lose millions of dollars, right. millions of dollars. I was in a, a, a talk yesterday and a specialty contractor was in the audience and he said, we were talking about, uh, you know, how does Scrum affect, you know, the type of work we do. And one of the people, very smart, it was graduate students you know, one of the students said, you know, we have all this technology. Why do we need Scrum? Like, why don't we just use this technology? And I was like, oh my God, I love this question so much. <laughs> and I said, I was like, okay, let me see, show of hands. How many people are working for in the construction industry right now today? And we had like more than a dozen hands go up. And I said, how many of you with your hands up 
have experienced uh, technology of some shape or form. Is there anybody not using technology? And they all said, we have, I have all the best stuff. And I said, okay, hands still up. Keep your hands up if you've had exponential improvements in project delivery. And one of the very smart kids said, what do you mean by exponential? And I said, any project that has experienced a 20% or more decrease in schedule time, I would consider an exponential improvement, a shorter duration schedule based on what was planned. All the hands went down, every single hand. And I said, you have all the technology. Some of your companies are, they're, they're companies you'd recognize. These are you know, companies big you companies. drive by, big companies in every single city. And I said, now the comp projects that I've worked with that have implemented tactics like Scrum, last planner system production controls, or like at the bulk company, bulk production system, or tack planning, these pull type of systems that are, can have technology and can be totally analog, that can do both. I said, in those instances, we have improved project schedules by 25% minimum, minimum. It's awesome. And I said, yes, now, that is. yeah, yes. and I, so I, I challenged them. I said, what's the difference? We all have the same tech. Right. We all, we're all in the same industry. I was like, the difference is how we use systems thinking to implement and change the variables. We're in a complex environment. Mm -hmm. And that's why frameworks like Scrum and Last Planner System Intact, which limit work in progress, it's counterintuitive. I'm going to limit the work that's going to allow my throughput to exponentially increase. Yeah. Super counterintuitive. So hard for people to grasp that. They think it's backwards, right? Yep. Where, where this is America, mm -hmm. or right. depending on where you are, this is America. <laughs> America. America, it's supersize everything. Bigger right. batches. Yeah. The yeah. biggest the batch we can do is we think is the best. And more I always work. tell people more, like, work. more work. If you hear phrases from superintendents talking about production steel, production concrete, the word production as an adjective or big batch work, any type of adjective to describe a very large chunk of work means that that job is suboptimal. That mm. job is going to be slower on purpose. That job is going to have lots of inventory. There's going to be a lot of ready work on the ground or in the way that's going to limit the ability for subsequent trades to do work. And they're going to have gigantic punch lists. They're going to be on the job past well past substantial completion, correcting things. And you're going to have injuries because mm -hmm. you're just making, you're setting up the environment for it to be harder for people to do good work in place. And that's why I love lean so much. I don't yes. just have respect for people and continuous improvement on my shirt because it looks cool. Yes. I have it because you got to put it right here in your heart, right. have it in your head and then experience right. it with your hands. It has to matter. Definitely has to matter. Has to matter. So let me ask another question. This is kind of a loaded question. So um, it sounds to me like scrum is a, is a process that's going to help gain a better perspective on a job site so that you can reach your goal. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Every scrum Christie starts with a goal as a filtering mechanism to decide what goes into your workflow processes and what stays out. Sometimes it's just as important to say no to, right. to that hinders your flow, but you got to know what you're saying yes to. So right. we always start with the goal. So I love that you, you picked that up. It's super intuitive. You got it. So, you got it, Christy. Keep okay, going. So, Yay, so, Christy. So now my question is, it sounds to me like all demographics will fit into the scrum process, right? That's Women, correct. Yep. 
boys, girls, minorities, all the people should be able to um, fit into any industry by using this process. That's absolutely true. And, and thrive, in the guide, right? And thrive. And thrive. thrive. It's been like used that. in in research. I've personally used it. All the things I'm going to mention, I've personally used it. Research, academia, graduate study work, uh, high schools, elementary schools. I work with teachers implementing Scrum. It's gaining popularity. In the nice. education academia, they call it edu Scrum, E-D-U Scrum. It has its own flavor. And yeah, in wow. academia, one of the nuance changes the younger people do not like the word scrum master or oh, that yeah. phrase. And instead they call the scrum that. master team captain. So ah, they, that's, that's okay. one of the, that's yeah, one of the small nuance differences. Everything else is exactly the same. One they can call nuance. it whatever they want, right? What was that team? Exactly. Team, team captain. Team huh. captain. Team captain okay. is what they use. I like that too. Like team captain. I do too. It's super, it embodies like the same type of concept. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the team captain, it's like, it's clear. Like the team captain plays in the sport. Right. Scrum master, sometimes people think like, do they actually do any work? And the answer <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of memes on Reddit about Scrum Master's not working. So oh, I have just to look that like, up. Yeah. I love, I love memes. So I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of memes. I get my friends that know I'm a scrum master will send me some of those memes and just like, you know, you don't do anything all day. I was like, oh my God, like just keep keep it, keep it coming. Keep it coming. So yeah, I think it can work in many different ways. And when I first started deploying Scrum and construction with teams, like it used to be a lot of project managers and in the early days, over the last couple of years, I teach a a scrum course at the LCI design forum. And as well as the the Congress every single year. And I've been the LCI Congress scrum master for, I think the last six years, and I'm going to be the scrum master again for Congress in Detroit, the 25th annual Congress. And so we use scrum to organize and deploy 25 volunteers from across 25 different companies and the LCI non-for-profit to work together to make that conference happen super smoothly every single year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's on my calendar too, by the way. Sorry, Angela. Oh yeah. You got to go to the LCI Congress. I've been like a FOMO every time Adam goes and I'm watching (laughs) all his photographs. So in 2023, am I planning to go there? So I'm I'm excited about that. We're going to be in Detroit and then we're going to San Diego and then we're going to Dallas. Oh, so you have three in a year. They, they plan four. I don't, I just don't remember where the fourth one is, but they plan like four years in advance. Of wow. Like really? I need go. to get on there. So yeah. how, how, where do I find that website? If so you just go to, uh, actually the lean construction Institute sponsors the EBFC show podcast. Oh, well, so yes, Christy, they do. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. Just click on the show links of the EBFC show or go to leanconstruction.org. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So the other thing that, so where I was going with that Christy is that so recently the last couple of years, I've seen a shift from project managers and architects and designers and engineers to now superintendents and foremen. Almost Mm, every scrum class I teach now includes foremen and superintendents. And the last scrum class in New Orleans, the room was more than 80% foremen and superintendents. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's going to make a huge change in the project total. Yeah. Do you ever get them all together? I mean, I think you did say that you get them all in the same room because I know I've been in the process where really the architect doesn't really talk too much to the the construction company and then the doesn't really get communicated what needs to get done. But oh my God. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> so like I tell people like one of the amazing things about Scrum is it makes the invisible visible. So right. we use, oh, that's we built, great. it's built on top of lean principles. Like Jeff was very clear 
and he and he tells people all the time he's like if you want to do jeff sutherland the co-creator scrum yeah he's like if you want to do good scrum you have to be lean first mm-hmm. and being lean is understanding you know something like communication communication is super key but then using that scientific theory of plan do check adjust mm-hmm. and putting that hypothesis scientific experimentation hat on put your lab coat on you're going to start doing experiments every day so I would curiosity that. right exactly. I love that's that. her favorite. yes it's my favorite yeah. being curious yeah. if you want to nerd out like where it comes from it's based on empirical process control theory or the philosophy of empiricism which is a super fancy word that means human beings learn by doing oh gosh yeah. i oh, oh 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 i love that I'm like, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm writing yeah. that down. Yes. Yeah, I and, just and love to learn. Christy, I've got uh, chapter nine in my construction scrum book is available on my podcast for free. Oh, yeah. So I read, so I read the scrum guide in this voice and, <laughs> uh, nice. and I give commentary on how these different roles act and these different events or just meetings in scrum, how they interplay in design and construction. So I give like examples and commentary. It's about nice. sub 50 minutes is where that, where that's at. You can read the scrum guide in less than 20 minutes. I love but that. But then with, if you want me to read it to you, yeah. I give you so much commentary. I do like audible. So I will yeah. go listen to that yeah, yeah, check faster that than I'm going to be able to read it. Cause I drive a lot and I'm in yeah, an airport perfect. a lot. So it's perfect. Yeah. You can get it on, you know, Apple, Google podcast, Spotify, Amazon. I think we're, we're even on Pandora. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I think it's on like fifty different podcast platforms. So yeah, you have a lot. <laughs> so that well, everything that we do, it sounds yeah. like even you, Felipe, it sounds like um, we do it because we care about relationships. Yeah, right. We care about people. Like all these processes are super important, but when it all boils down to it, everything we do revolves around the relationship we have with the people that are in our sphere of influence, correct? That's right. Or, or impact. I don't like the word influence anymore. I like impact, right? Because <laughs> anybody can be an influencer, but not everybody can be an impactor. I like that. Yeah. I, I definitely put myself in that, that area too. And yeah. I tell people like watching, like, even if you don't think you're a leader, people are watching you. You're a leader. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're definitely. Agree. A leader. Yeah. So you never know who's paying attention to what you do. So you want to show up as your best version of yourself. I, I mentor quite a few young people too, Christine, Angela. And, you know, a lot of the times when they're having trouble or struggling, I always ask them like, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, are you getting a good sleep? What's your food like? And, and they was like, why are you asking me this? And I was like, well, you look tired. And <laughs> if I know that when I'm tired, it's harder for me to show up as like my best self. And so I always like counsel them to you know, be at at least at a hundred percent or as close to a hundred percent as you can be. So check your sleep. If things are keeping you up at night, write it down on a post. Yeah. I've given this advice so many times. Oh, like yeah. If something is bothering you, just write it down. I always have <clears throat> a stack of post notes on the ready. At I do that too. Right. Nice. So that, <laughs> Notepad. Yeah. And if, if you write, there's something just really liberating about writing down an issue that you have, or it just comes off of your mind. I want to thank both of you so very much for coming on to the EBFC show and sharing some of these wisdoms and nuggets. I want to give each of you the last words of encouragement to our guests listening. What is something that you want people in the audience to know and hear as they continue on with their day? Work on yourself, take time for yourself and always have confidence in who you are, no matter who you're around. 
you're going to change the world if you want to. Yeah, I agree. Self-care is so important these days. And, um, and I would say, go out and build your tribe, build your own tribe of women and men that support you. Right. I mean, yes, that's what it's all about. But thank you for having us on your show. Yes, this is wonderful. Thank you. Oh. thank you. Very special. Thanks to my guest. I'm Felipe Engineer Manriquez. The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Let's go build. <laughs>